Hey, Texas Prison Story family, what's up, y'all? Good morning. Big salute from Tim Snow, Texas Prison Stories. And I got a good one for you this morning, y'all. This kind of popped up on me because I posted a picture of my tattoos on my back the other day, and everybody was curious about how much I paid for them or where I got them at. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Got the first big piece on my back, Pam Lynch State Jail, 2005. And boy, that was a hell of a story right there, too. For a lot of y'all that's never been to state jail, state jail's a little bit different, man, because they don't have any outlets for the plugs, can't pop a socket, can't do any of that type of stuff. They don't sell any batteries, you can't pop that foil. They make it hard as heck to get any electricity, any type of uh, fire going in there, anything that an inmate might want to do. So it's kind of, a, kind of a big deal if you get your tattoo gun over there in state jail. Where I was, I was in E8 down there in the last building down by the schoolhouse, and it was a uh, five, six, seven, and eight. Okay, and in eight, it was probably maybe about eight, I think eight, eight or ten of us, you know what I'm saying, homies in there, and it was 56 men, so 46 ops and 10 of us probably was about what it was, and we didn't have a tattoo gun, even the Mexicans over there didn't have one, they used to have to borrow it, get it sent in from the other wing, stuff like that, so it was a big deal, you know what I mean, we were looking for one, we all wanted one, and everybody needed one, because you know if you man. You really have nothing else to do but get tattooed when you're hitting time. So, I mean, you know, it's like a, like a big time killer. That's why guys do it. When I was in state jail that time right there, it was kind of like a strange time too, man, because it was it was some large heavy hitters out of Houston, man. I was over there with Big Polar Bear from Form Park, Money Mac, the big BD boss, uh, Big Chucky from Belford and Scott, Big Chuck from uh, Acres Homes, Santee from Acres Homes. I was in there with my homie Big Randall, Big Loke, aka from uh, McNair, Texas, man. Like we were some OGs, and I got to really meet some of the guys that was running the hoods in Houston, man. Got to know them real good, so it was kind of cool. But me and Loke, we locked in the tightest. Big Loke from McNair, that was my homie, man. And Big Big Loke is probably one of the biggest men in Texas. Like naturally, big muscles, big strong, bench press four hundred some pounds anytime he wants to. He was a big old cat, man. So me and him and another cat from Third Ward, we was like everyday ride or die homies. You know what I'm saying? We're going to wake up, just mess with each other all single day because we were on the same type of level, same mentality, about the same age. You know what I mean? We just had a lot going on. So it was pretty cool. Big Loke was the one pushing in there that we need to get the tattoo gun, man, because he had a little bit of work that he needed to finish. And if any of y'all know Big Loke from Magnet, Texas, Y'all know he's got that man on his right arm wearing that White Sox jersey with that pistol. And I'm the one that I'm the one that helped him get that right. You know what I'm saying? When I first met Big Loke, that didn't look too good. And uh, I had some stuff on my arm that didn't look good. And we both was knowing that we were lacking and we could get it right. So we went on a mission. We need a gun, y'all. Somebody sell us one. The only gun that was even in our wing, you know, the whole building over there was in five. And it was a Mexican cat. It was his gun. And he had been there for about a year already. I hollered at him on the wreck yard, knowing that it's very slim chances that I'm gonna get this get this gun, but I'm fixing to try. You know what I mean? So me and Loke shoot up to him on the wreck yard while he's with the essays, holler at him, you know, they're kinda looking at his funny anyway. But we we holler at the homie, he's so low. The whole time he was so low but riding and hanging around with the tango blast. You know what I'm saying? That's what he was doing. So anyway, we holler at him and we see what's up. Man, tell us, hey, man, I'm fixing to go home. 
He said, I've been doing a lot of work for these guys and they ain't paid me nothing yet. He said, they keep saying they're going to pay me. They ain't gave me nothing. He said, I don't even get to eat with them, man. They're just making me tattoo for nothing. He said, I'm going home next week. He said, I'll shoot y'all the gun right before I go. But send me a bunch of food, man. By $10, I'm going to make a big old spread. And I'm going to eat it right there in front of them guys and just tell them, fuck y'all and leave. And that's what I'm going to do. Me and Logan looked at him and said, for real? $10, you sure? We weren't worried about the rest of the part. That was on him. And the dude said, yeah, man, $10 Wednesday. I said, bet, okay. So me and Logan looking at each other like, man, we're excited as heck, man. We're fixing to get this gun, you know what I mean? All right, so like about two, two, three days go by, I get everything together in a commissary bag, 10 bucks. It's like a couple meat packs couple soups, uh, some rice, man, I give him some refried beans. I basically put together the man a real nice meal, you know what I'm saying, where he can sit there and put it, put it down and eat himself, and that's what he said he was going to do, so we get the, we get the beating on the door, we got to pull the shuffle, man, to get the bag over there and get the thing here, and that's what we do. He gets the bag, he gets on the wall, on the glass door, shouts us out, and it's cool. We get the bag and we look in there like, like kids with a candy. We got a tattoo gun now, you know what I mean? So it's starting to go down. All right, well, we've stashed the gun up. Chill for about 30 minutes. And we hear some commotion. They're calling us to the glass. All right, okay. Hey, Big Low, come here, cuz. We got to go holler at them at the glass. We go talk to them at the glass. Man, I don't know what that dude was thinking. Look, Devato's had the man smashed, pressed up against the glass with his face like that. And they were saying, shoot the gun back. We want the gun. They had his his bag, and they want the gun back. I looked at Loke and said, cuz, we can't give him that gun back. He said, hell no, we can't give him that gun back. Both of us just looked at him and said, nah, man, we ain't gonna do it. They looked at the Mexican, pulled him off the wall, smashed him against the wall real hard. He started nose, started bleeding, and they drug him off. And he got the worst whooping of his life. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe they pulled Well, I know they drug him into that corner, beat him up, and left him there for a good little while. You know what I mean? And they didn't help him. And uh, why he thought he was even going to get to do that, I don't even know, man. You know, you've been sitting here riding with these guys for a year. You watched them handle the business. Your fault you never demanded to get paid. Your fault you never ate with them. That was you being weak for the whole year. Literally weak for an entire year and you want to try to pull a power move on your last couple days. Did not work. They got they got him, man. The entire time after that, they were trying to politic on us. Oh, man, they were trying to politic on us to get the gun and we just wouldn't do it. We ended up having to pull a move get Big Santee from Acres Homes because Santee had the most juice over there. Santee had to get in our wing, pull out another solo Mexican from the other side of the prison, put him in our wing, and it was on after that, y'all. So, like, literally now, things changed from we need a gun to we got the gun. You understand? Now you got to come to us to get tattoos. We done instituted and pulled in a tattoo artist in our wing now to where we can control what's going on with the gun. And he basically got a tattoo for us now because he's so low. So that's how the game goes. 
If you ever go to state jail and you even claim to know how to tattoo, you better be affiliated or fight good because them boys going to make you tattoo in there. And I've seen it happen with other cars, not just ours either. So, crazy game. When we get the gun, the first thing I do is I tell them, because I want that Galveston County on my back, big as can be, man, because I was up there in Harris County. And I was the only one from down here up there, so I wanted to rep, man. I put it on me so big, you'd be able to see that across the across the prison. You know what I mean? Put that on me. We got Lokes arm tatted up, fixed up tight with the White Sox, man. And it was on. We was in business. Straight up. Homicide from Homestead. A couple of us, man, we just ran a tattoo shop. Come on, whatever you want. The artists get half, we get half. And that's what it was, man. So we made a bunch of money in there doing it like that. But the essays lost control of the gun. And then they had to come get the tattoos from us, man. That was crazy, crazy. And the guy that actually had it the whole time, and he, it was him, it was a pride thing. You know what I mean? He wanted to this one time get over on these guys before he left because they've been doing them so bad the whole time. But that one time that he tried to get over on them probably changed his whole life, man, because I know when he went home, it was ugly. And he should have just... I don't know. I don't even have no advice for that, y'all. You tell me, what would you do? Would you sell the gun on your last day and say, F y'all? Or would you just give it to them and go home peacefully? Me personally, Tim Snow, I I don't know what I would do. That moment, it would just take a lot of thinking. You know what I mean? As a grown-ass man, I don't think I would want to get smashed and stomped out for no tattoo gun on my last day. But as a grown man, I would not let them pimp me out for a year like that either, so that's a bad situation it's just one of those things where people come into the jail system they get manipulated and used and it does not turn out like you think it would because i swear that guy thought he was just gonna come in and sling ink and get rich and have fun instead he got pimped out the whole time man and beat up at the end y'all so that's just how shit goes man check prison story family i love y'all man catch y'all on the next one